If you find yourself losing your hair, <laughs> don't you hate it? Every time, uh, every time you lose a hair, you're like, goodbye, friend. I'll never see you again. Uh, that's why there's keeps. You got to, you know, just de-stress your life as much as possible. If you are losing your hair, male or female, I really feel bad for females. Um, it, it, keeps has the solution for you. And you don't have to go see a doctor. Yeah. The biggest thing is to get in, uh, involved in this early. Uh, mm-hmm. Make sure as soon as you see that first hair, and yeah. you say goodbye to your little friend going yeah. down the sink. It's, it's, it's not uh, going to get better. It's, no. You know, you're you're hoping, at least I was, I was hoping, well, no, maybe it will. No, it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. It, maybe it's just stress. Maybe I'm just yeah. too stressed. Actually, just uh, get down yeah. the medication early and it'll save your hair. Yeah, and it's a really easy way. You don't have to go to the doctor. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. You don't have to leave the comfort of your COVID couch. Mm. Just go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. You'll get 50% off your first order of hair loss treatments. They'll find the right one for you. A licensed doctor is going to prescribe it. You just go to keeps dot com slash save. See how it works. It's really simple. Keeps.com slash save. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It's Friday and quite a program we have for you today. We're going to start with Dr. Seuss. Now, we all know that Dr. Seuss has been canceled. Well, because one of the books depicts Asians in cages where they brought lions and a white man is standing on top of this this circus cage and the asians are in with the lions asian in cages which made me think yesterday maybe um maybe we should write a dr seuss book ourselves because we're not the ones that put asians in cages i believe that happened in the great depression uh with progressives Asians in cages. Oh my gosh. It's very politically incorrect. Which is why we're going to share it with you next. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, it's going to be a fun show today. Relief Factor. Life is complicated and tricky enough to navigate during normal times when you're feeling fine. So when you're not feeling fine, when you're in pain, things can go even more sideways. I've talked about Pete and Seth Talbot on this program before. The father and son duo founded Relief Factor. Pete and Seth started out years ago with a vision for helping people out who lived with pain. And uh, they have really succeeded in that mission. Most of our pain is caused by inflammation in the body. And a lot of times, the things we take to fight it just don't rise to the occasion. Have you tried ibuprofen 800? I know, Mr. Drug Addict, that's like heroin. Uh, But uh, you're sure you could handle it? Shut up. Why do, why do we even have a prescription for ibuprofen 800? I can go buy it over the counter and I could take 1,600 milligrams and it still does squat for me. Anyway, 
I used to live with uh, pain all the time. I got my life back when I discovered Relief Factor. Actually, my wife discovered it and then said, you're going to do it and I'm not going to listen to you anymore. You're such a whiner. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Man, when you were pregnant, you were screaming there at the end and I listened to it. That didn't go over well. Anyway, uh, Relief Factor, not a drug developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-583-84. Or as my wife said, get Relief Factor now! Relief Factor, that's exactly what she sounds like, too. It's scary. Please help me. I'm trapped. ReliefFactor.com or call 800 800- <laughs> I know she's listening right now, and she is just like, I know I know exactly what you're doing, sweetheart. I know what you're saying. I know how you're shaking your head. But do you remember when you used to find me funny? 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. I don't think she can remember. <laughs> don't, don't yeah. It's weird. <laughs> That's been completely erased from her memory, which is so strange. Oh, so, Stu, yesterday I said on the air... Uh, that I, I thought we should, I thought we should tell the real story. Uh, you know, Dr. Seuss, why the reason why one of the Dr. Seuss books is, um, uh, is being pulled. And I think it's, I can't believe I saw it on Mulberry street, it's right? The Mulberry street one. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, it's a story about, um, a circus coming to town. And, and if I remember right, and all of the animals that were coming in and, and the exotic animals and one of the exotic animals I think is a tiger and it's shows to Asian people. Oh my gosh. Yes. How yes. dare yes. they? Yes. My goal is uh-huh. to make sure we have only white people in books and on products. Right. That's the only way racial justice will finally Thank be... Thank you, uh, Stu. Finally, somebody's clear. Whites are superior, and we all must be white. I want only white people on rice, <laughs> white people on pancake boxes, white people in children's books. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Well, I always confused this, um, the Asians in... I saw it on Mulberry Street... Um, I always confused. I always I didn't think they were Asian. I thought they were from Springfield um, because they all look like Homer Simpson. They're all that kind of weird yellow. Um, uh, OK, but mm-hmm. uh, anyway, anyway. Uh, so I guess we now know that Homer Simpson is Asian. So they had the book pulled <laughs> along with others because, yes, it's it's racist. Um, but I, I really, you know, I thought about Asians in cages and I thought. You know, that's actually a true story, Um, but it wasn't really us that put Asians in cages. It it wasn't people who believed in the Constitution. It's the same people today that are telling us what to say, what's offensive and what's not. Nobody has ever been offended by nobody. Nobody is in therapy in the entire world after millions and millions and millions of Dr. Seuss books have been purchased and read in libraries, in schools and in children's rooms every day for decades. No one has ever said these words in therapy. I think it all started with the Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> it never happened. Okay. Um, but I thought uh, that we should write our own Dr. Seuss book. And I can't read all of it on the air. Um, 
<laughs> but we will post all of it at uh, glennbeck.com. In fact, you know what we should do is we should do all of it at the beginning of the Friday special for Blaze subscribers. Mm. Uh, because today is a really big day. We have the Hippo Awards. The Hippo Awards. Yeah. This is huge. Yeah. And his pancake or whatever the hell you're. George? Yeah. George. <laughs> pancake. What, what? I don't remember. I just remember he looks like a sweet potato. He looks like a sweet potato. Right. Okay. So you wanted to call him pancake? I don't know. I don't. I he's a, remember he's a skinny name. pig, by the way. We should tell people that he's yeah. a uh, basically a hairless guinea pig. <laughs> he does look like a miniature hippo, hippopotamus, though. Well, he is. Uh, he's working for the accounting firm, mm-hmm. and uh, he, Pricewaterhouse Coopers. Yes, mm-hmm. and he has tallied all of the, uh, the 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 votes for the nominees in our hippo award, spelled with a Y. It's uh, for hypocrite. Um, and we're going to be giving those out today. Uh, five o'clock. This airs on blaze TV and Stu's going to be there. Is your wife showing up? Yeah. She's okay. going to be presenting not only the hippopotamus, but also I guess some of the awards or something. Yeah. 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 Be fun. So she, she's also the, uh, the trainer. She is the trainer right. of, of George, the skinny pig. Now skinny pig is not in a cage, right? I mean, it lives in a cage. However, it doesn't <sighs> wow, really listen move. to this. <laughs> listen to this. So I think it'll be okay if we let it out. It kind of just stands there. Okay. So terrified. So we're going to read the whole thing uh, today on Blaze TV, and then we'll we'll post it all for you. But just because we have such little time today, um, I'm going to give you just just the edited version of Asians in Cages uh, by the Glenn Beck program. Franklin Delano tugged at his hair and tapped the arms of his big metal chair. Then he said with a sigh as he polished his glasses in a voice that was low and as smooth as molasses. We must treat these Asians as separate classes and put them where they can't be harming the masses. Can we put them high? Can we put them low? Oh, where is the best place for them all to go? With a snap of his fingers, both too soft and sluggish, for his polioed nerves were all wiggy and buggish, but still had a ring that was brutal and thuggish. He smiled and said, I've got the perfect solution, a cultural cleansing from Asian pollution. And in this nebulous time full of fear and low wages and with war with each other that rages and rages and advice both from fools and from Democrat sages, let's put all of these terrible Asians in cages. And so it was done to our shame and our guilt. And we damn near lost every good thing that we had built. But from history we learn, and to history we go, for a crack at the future so bright it could glow. And no matter how leftism strikes and enrages, us all in battle of wits that enrages, we still have one thing we can say through the ages. It sure the hell wasn't us that put Asians in cages. You know, I haven't had a good laugh in a long time. <laughs> you know, I think I, I think if look. I don't care what you thought about the man's policies or you thought he was a bum or whatever. 
you missed a really good time if you took Donald Trump seriously all the time. You know what I mean? Jedha. Half the time. I bet you I bet you almost all of the time he was Jedha. He was saying that just as a joke and to piss people off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of missed that. But it sure wasn't him that put Asians in cages. No, oh, it's no. weird. No. It wasn't. You it know, wasn't. and and uh, speaking of cages, it really wasn't him either that uh, did that on the border. That was Barack <laughs> Obama. We need another group of people in cages story from dr seuss maybe there's a whole series of these books i think, I there think is. we can tell <laughs> the truth think of any downside i'll tell you that <laughs> it sounds like a winner does it it does okay well let's follow I will that say, you know it is uh, i kind of like the idea of uh dr seuss style books that actually teach real history. You just, I, I mean, that is really the history. The whole thing the tells whole thing the debate is, and it tells the back and forth. It says the Pentagon was against it. It talks about yeah. how the Republicans were against it, but he went on anyway. Yeah, FDR. And yeah. by the way, it's not like, you know, where Woodrow Wilson at some level, they try to, they've, they've tried to disassociate themselves with some of the things that Wilson did. No, 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 no. Just with him. With him. Not personally. with the things that he did. Yeah. Just with him. Uh, <gasps> FDR, they're still putting him at like number one or number two <gasps> in the all time president list. <gasps> oh, Woodrow Wilson, Dr. Seuss book. Oh. It must be written. <laughs> there may not be enough paper in the whole world, not enough trees. <laughs> Why is this Dr. Seuss book a thousand pages? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I it stops ring, it starts rhyming and just starts to sound like a rant <laughs> in the second paragraph. What happened there? Uh, okay, so we have that going for us. Let's also talk about something that I think everybody is concerned with, The Bachelor. Um, now, let's pretend that I've never watched The Bachelor. I, you know what? Just because, I, and I like how you're diving into this. You're okay. really doing the character. Thank you. I'm also going to dive into this. You're going to dive right in. say, yeah. I've never watched The Bachelor okay. as a bit. As a I bit. I think it's a funny bit. <laughs> okay. If we both act right. as if we've never watched right. The Bachelor. Because you and I both know we watch oh, it every huge fans. Friday. Make sure to check out our podcast. It's in our feed. Yeah. Where we just we've got a whole Bachelor podcast yeah, that we do all the time. Podcast. Now, if I'm not mistaken... Chris Harrison. Yes. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Who? Chris Harrison is uh, the host of this, and he's been the host of it for, I think, since the beginning. I'm, yeah, I think since the good beginning. Good acting. Good yeah. acting. It's almost, okay. You almost believe me there. All right. So he apparently uh, was trying to help out and defend the I, Bachelorette. This, I do know this story. Okay, go uh, ahead. So basically, um, a... One of the contestants on The Bachelor. So uh, great. He, when he breaks the fourth wall like yeah, this. this is and he's just like yeah. talks to the audience. <laughs> I love this. So one of the contestants uh, was outed as because she attended a an antebellum party in mm. 2018. Okay. A southern style antebellum party where she was dressed up in all the gear. That has gone from 2018 from trendy party to you lose your life uh, and career if you went to one three years ago, that's okay. in that, in that okay. three right. years, it's yeah. gone from like, I get, I don't even remember it being a trendy party, but apparently at one point <laughs> it was a trendy party yeah. and now it is abhorrent. Right. So right. Uh, now we only have Lady A instead of Lady Antebellum. Right. I got it. So, got it. so now they have p- pictures were released of mm-hmm. this, you know, girl mm-hmm. and you know, she's like 18 years old at the time mm-hmm. at one of these parties. Oh my God. 
so the internet goes crazy. They start uh, trashing her as uh, terrible and racist. Mm -hmm. She comes out with this ridiculous ridiculously over-the-top apology as if she had committed the Holocaust, as if it was her <laughs> idea. She was like, you know what we should do is throw all the Jews into concentration camps. It was like, it was as if that's what she did. Her apology was so ridiculously over the top. It actually, by the end of reading it, I was like, you know what? Now I'm rooting for the online mob. Right. I actually had turned around. Right. Okay. So then uh, he goes on TV, Chris Harrison. Yeah. Uh, and he... Um, has a an interview with extra or one of those types of shows mm -hmm. you know one of those hollywood shows mm -hmm. and the woman who's interviewing him says like hey like what do you think about this and he's like look you know it was it was several years ago it wasn't a it wasn't known as a bad thing then she's young she you know you have to have some grace for somebody like this and i just want to hear her side of the story we haven't even heard her side of the story yet this is before her ridiculous apology oh that's that's wrong right so the, the, we the burned host, him as a witch, didn't we? Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> yeah, okay. Part of this is because the host was like, I can't believe you. Uh, I was, are, you're saying that this is okay? Like, she really leaned into the social justice yeah, during okay. the interview. Yeah, yeah. And Harrison was like, look, I mean, I just, you know, I, I'm not saying it was a good thing. I think we all, no one would do that today. So anyway, long story short, then he gets trashed by the uh, mob and then also releases the single most ridiculous apology of all time. So now I'm on the side of the mob with him, too. <laughs> OK, well, the mob has come and uh, he has gone to his indoctrination. camp. Uh, he has gone to his um, um, betters who taught him mm. the difference of, of right and wrong. Uh, remember, only witches and small pebbles float. Uh, so we have that update because he's now he's now politically correct. He's been OK. He went to the Ministry of Truth. They strapped the rat cage on him and wait until you hear his statement. Now, we're going to play that for you here in just a second. First, let me talk to you about uh, a great riding lawnmower that I have uh, encountered. It is Hustler Turf. Hustler Turf. I, do, I don't like mowing lawns, uh, you know, when you have to do anything. When you're sitting on a lawnmower, that's great, you know. When they we, we took the keys away from my grandfather, he took the old John Deere uh, to the Denny's uh, to be able to get a cup of coffee. So I have a long history, you know, in the family of treating these things like automobiles. But I will tell you, the Hustler Zero Turn Radius Lawnmower is amazing it is unlike any other mower i've ever seen uh or you go to home depot and you see all the lawnmowers and they look great and there's zero turns out there i'm telling you drive one of those and then find a hustler dealer there is a total difference these are the guys who invented this i think in like the 19 late 1950s early 1960s and they made them for industrial use now they're available to you there is nothing built like a hustler. Hustlerturf.com. Go test drive one. A B compare. Trust me, no comparison. Hustlerturf.com. That's hustlerturf.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Oh my gosh. Oof. All right, here we go. This is the canceled bachelor host discussing his race educator. Here we go. I am not a victim here. I made a mistake uh -huh. and I own that. Now listen. Uh -huh. Racism, <gasps> oppression, these are big dynamic problems and they take serious work and I am committed 
to that work. Harrison says he's been working closely with a, quote, race educator and strategist, along with faith leaders and scholars like Dr. Michael Eric Dyson. Dr. Dyson often talks to me about counsel, not cancel. Oh. And that is full accountability. Oh, yes. Understanding Mm -hmm. what you didn't understand. Right. Owning that. Now, hang on just a second. Stop, because as I'm listening to him go on, I'm feeling the sincerity, aren't you? Oh, yes. I'm feeling the sincerity. And I thought to myself, gee, I've seen this somewhere before. Did we find that videotape? Just watch and listen. Tonight, we've received reports of derailed trains, of granaries on fire, and of a savage attack on the hydroelectric dam in District 5. I'm begging for restraint and decency. Peter, please continue. You were telling us about these savage attacks. The attack on the dam was a callous an inhuman act of destruction. So I've 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 seen this before, uh, and uh, where was that? Uh, was um, I to... saw it in District Twelve. Okay, when I was uh, deep underground in District Twelve. Um, <laughs> You're pretty deep in the Hunger Game references here for my taste, but uh, <laughs> but like, still pretty good. It does look like still pretty good. A hostage it... uh, who is giving a statement, <laughs> right? Which does it? He when uh, what's his name? Chris Harrison. Mm-hmm. When he was speaking, it it didn't feel like PETA. At the end, after he had been brainwashed. No. At all. Not at all. No. No. I will say this, too. Uh, what what he asked, his initial sin here, his mm-hmm. racial sin, and he's right. There is a real racial problem around antebellum parties when they were, like, when the antebellum era was going on. That was a real problem. <laughs> yeah. uh, the parties in 2018 were not that big of a problem. Yeah, they don't resemble. It might be almost like you're insulting uh, the memory of actual slaves by saying, this is just like that time period. Right. No, they like the dresses is what the, what the right. whole... Just the same thing, by the way, with... Uh, uh, the Oscars? No, Great Gatsby parties, right? Like, there's a lot of racism in the 20s, too. Should we get rid of those? Yes. Of course, the answer to that is yes. I've never had one, so I say yes. Right. Let's get them. Exactly. Um, but it's, it's just funny to watch him do that, and it's like, what he did was advocate for what a, a biblical principle... Give grace to people. Okay, whatever. Aren't you supposed to be okay, more Christ-like? Mr. Isn't that like a Bible thing? Bible thumper. Jeez, my gosh. And we will get the mocking jay. We'll find her. <laughs> we will find the mocking jay. Have another rose. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, one yeah. 823 All right, so what is it that you've got going on today? Are you super, super busy? You have like 10 minutes at some point you could spare? I want you to take that 10 minutes that you've just allocated and give the mortgage consultants over at American Financing a call. I know, I know, I know what you're thinking. I'll be able to do this later. I could get, a, I could get a mortgage later. Can you really? Can you? Hey, in unrelated news, do you see Goldman Sachs just came out and said they're going to start asking all of their clients for an ESG score? So your environmental score, it's going to be super great to get a loan from any bank in America really soon. Don't worry. 
you're going to do well on the social justice score. American financing isn't even remotely interesting, uh, interested in anything that doesn't have your financial interest at heart. Family-run business, I want you to go to American Financing, American Financing, 800-906-2440. Go there now, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. And back in stock for the first time since Thanksgiving, Nancy Pelosi sucks pens. <gasps> yes! They're back! Nancy Pelosi sucks pen.com. Don't miss them while they're here. Now with ink. Hello, Americans. It's Friday. Ah, oh, what fun we'll have in the gulag together. Well. <laughs> Welcome to the program, Mr. Brad Meltzer. Uh, one of my favorite people in the whole world. He loves history almost as much as anyone I know. Um, Brad, how are you, sir? I'm good, my friend. How you been? Ah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, every time you have a new book out or whatever, you, you know, somebody in your office calls and could could Brad get to, yes, Brad can get on. You're you're one of my favorite guests because you always bring something interesting uh, to talk about. And this week. You don't have to bring anything to the table with the banning of Dr. Seuss and you, a guy who's writing children's children's books. What's your uh, what's your take on the Dr. Seuss ban? Yeah, you know, I, I am someone who grew up on Dr. Seuss. Oh, my gosh. I think I'm a writer. I, I think How much I'm a therapy have it. you had? Right. <laughs> don't we all need it? Um, but the, you know me too well. So. But, you know, and listen, I think I'm a writer today because of books like Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss, when I did Heroes for My Son, I put him as one of the heroes in the book for helping millions of kids Whoa. find the love of reading, right? I mean, that is what Dr. Seuss, of course, stands for, for so many. And, you know, what is so interesting is, and listen, you got to look at the history, right? You know as well as I know um, what he did when he was younger versus what he did in the war versus what he did later. And all those things let's are pretend. Let's pretend I don't know. Yeah, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So uh, when he's a younger kid, he actually, like any kid, you know, writes some things that aren't the best, right? They just aren't, right? And even though he does these amazing things, his later wor- his early work also has some drawings. They, if you look at them, they didn't age well. I think even Dr. Seuss would admit they didn't age well. Those two things can be true at the same time. And I think what is such a, you know, is, is so sad today is that we reduce the culture and the culture has come to, and I can say this, you know, for our kids' books, as Dr. Seuss, who was a hero in one of them, right? Every hero that I've done, Glenn, from Amelia Earhart, we did I Am Abraham Lincoln, I Am Martin Luther King Jr., I Am Rosa Parks, um, to the new ones, I Am Walt Disney, Jim Henson, someone has written to me and said, that person's not a hero, you shouldn't do them. And that is what is so sad to me, because I, I tell my kids, if you're looking for perfection, the only thing that's perfect is God. That's it. All of the rest of us are flawed. And, the, and we have to stop seeing people as all good or all bad, because none of us are all good. We're, you know, we're good, we're bad, we're complicated, we're brave, we're cowards, we're amazing, we're horrible. We're wonderful. Some and especially of us are in the when, same week. Especially when it's the trajectory you know, when the trajectory of a man's life is he started out great and he turned into Hitler, 
not a good trajectory. But if you are, you know, if you are a monster at the beginning because of your beliefs or whatever else, and then you grew and you learned and you were like, oh, my gosh, I reject the things that I thought I I'm not the same man. That's a hero story. Well, and listen, the star belly speeches, according to many, are him making uh, amends for the early things. That's supposed to be an attack against what Hitler's doing. Right. That is he's he's basically learned from what he did early and said, you know what, I'm a this is the wrong thing. We got to well, stand up. Isn't Yertle the, right the turtle the, the same thing? Yertle the turtle is the same thing. And and the one thing that I do think is important, though, and it is this is it's he wasn't banned by Twitter. He wasn't canceled like that. It was his own family, his own estate that said, you know what, these five, these couple we're going to take away. You get the rest. And the truth is, you know, listen, uh, the drawings didn't age well. They just don't. I mean, the same way that Disneyland and Disney World, when you go now and you go to the Song of the South, you look at some of them, you're like, uh, this might have been good in the 50s and 60s, but today it doesn't look as good. And, and, I, and I, I think the, I wish that as a culture, we could take a breath and rather, you know, I go back to Abraham Lincoln's inaugural address. It's like, we, we need to be friends and not enemies. And I, and mm-hmm. I, I it's so sad to me and heartbreaking that the culture has turned into everyone is the best. Everyone's the worst because that kind of, those kinds of absolutes, you know, maybe it's cause I'm a star Wars fan, but absolutes, you know, in the Jedi order, right? Like they, they just never do anyone any good. Thank, okay. Thank you for that. Uh, you're welcome. So, um, speaking of things that don't age well, you just uh, wrote a book. I am uh, Frida Kahlo. Uh, and most yeah. people know her by the eyebrows that didn't age well. Uh, That's how I, let me tell you, we've never been closer. I truly, <laughs> I had all these people writing to me, all these kids around the country. They're like, I want I Am Frida Kahlo. Please do I Am Frida Kahlo. And I'm like, all I know about her is she's got the eyebrows and that Selma Hayek played her in the movie. And I am keep going, why do all these kids want her? She's just an artist. What's the big deal? Mm. And you know, I, I wrote this kid's book series we have a mutual love of history. It's always been, you know, it's one of the great things of our friendship. Um, but to give the other part of our friendship is I wanted to give my kids better heroes to look up to, heroes of character, heroes of compassion, heroes of kindness. Okay, so and tell me like, about her, the, because I know, uh, I also know she was married to Diego Rivera, which uh, he was a staunch anti-capitalist. He was uh, uh, an America oh, hater. Like- Pardon me? Yeah, on social, right? A socialist, a, I mean, an was, absolute he, socialist. Yeah. Um, and so tell me about her. That's going to make me like her. Yeah. So here's here. And again, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost the reverse. Perfect with the Dr. Seuss, right? Because you can't, you know, to show the other side, right? Right. The, here's her story. She's a little girl. She gets polio. One leg is shorter than the other. And she can't really walk. She hobbles. Every kid makes fun of her calling her peg leg. Wow. And they say they make fun of how she dresses. They make fun of because she, you know, she wears long skirts to cover up her legs. Hmm. She gets as a, as a young girl in a horrible bus accident. And they say she's never going to walk again, cracks her back. And they're like, she puts, she's putting a full body cast and lying in bed, unable to move. She says, bring me some paintbrushes. She can't even sit up. They build a special easel for her. And they put a mirror over her bed above her so she can look up and see the thing that she can actually draw because she can't move is herself. And she starts doing self-portraits. But what happens is, and what's amazing, is that her whole life, 
Frida Kahlo is made fun of for how she looks, for the unibrow. She's made fun of where she's from. She's made fun of how ugly she is. And she is never anything but unapologetically herself. And her whole life she goes. And I have to tell you, one of the, one of the things that I'm proudest of in this book is the last page of the book. We actually put a, a mirror, a plastic mirror on the last page. And it says there, what do you see here? And little Frida Kahlo in our children's book holds up the mirror. And it says, I see a work of art. And when your kid looks in that mirror, in this selfie culture that we live in, you can see that she says, you know, everyone's it, life is messy and life isn't easy and life is hard, but you got to get back up again and you got to accept yourself for who you are. And if you do that, as it says in the book, I know the most beautiful thing in the world is you. We got to stop teaching our kids to take selfies and teach them a little self-love. They're not perfect. None of us are perfect. And that's what I love about Frida Kahlo is that that I want my daughter to have that lesson. Are I you want my this to the, have that lesson? That's a really good story and I hate you for it, but uh, it's a really good story. <laughs> listen, you know me. There, no, 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 I know. In the book. We don't do her social, you know, we don't do where her, her politics, because as you said, her politics evolve and go up and go down like anyone else's. Yeah. Um, to me, none of that's important. The question is, as you said, the hero's journey and her hero journey is just one of absolute. I mean, how hard is it to find, especially for, oh, for young girls today? And it's, everyone's see, told to be beautiful, be perfect, be everything on Instagram is disgusting to me. This is Teach your the, kids to just love themselves. This is proof that uh, we don't ban books and we don't judge people on one thing. I mean, I think it's great that we hear this about her. And if you're curious about her, then you you eventually as you grow up, you start to look into what she believes and who she married and what he did and everything else. And you make your own decision. But we don't ban people and we don't uh, we don't say, oh, Dr. Seuss did this a long time ago and we got to get rid of that, even if you're a family um, all right, so Brad, the, you have one more book out. Do you not? You're gonna like this one. Okay, I do. You've got like about f- three minutes tops. I'm gonna do it quick. So I, you know me a long time. I've yep. never dreamed a book. I dreamt an entire book. I dreamt the, pre- the the premise of this book. It's called A New Day. And I woke up, and I said, I have an idea that Sunday quits, just like that, and all the other days have to have tryouts for a new day. And they quickly have trade. You know, they say, let's have fun day. Everyone will have fun. And like, no, nope. let's have run day. Everyone runs fast like the Flash. No, nope. bun day where everyone wears buns like Princess Leia. And they're like, oh, I thought you were going to do the other buns. They're like, no, let's not do that. And then a little girl comes to sign. And it gets crazy and crazy. They want, the dogs want dogs day. The cats want catter day. But at the end of the book, a little girl comes in with a potted plant to Sunday. And Sunday says, what's this? You want tree day? You want to grow rutabaga day? What do you want? And she says, no, I just want to say thank you, Sunday all the things you give us and i want you to have a nice day and sunday is undone and in that moment sunday realizes the of course the moral of our children's book which is that with a little kindness in it every day can be a new day and my god where we are as a culture right now our kids are so anxious we as adults are so anxious we need to arm our kids with the lessons of that when you say thank you and you show kindness instead of venom in this world you can change everyone's day and have a new day. So that's the that's the new children's book. You're a better man than I am, Brad. I, I so respect you and uh, I love your constant optimism uh, and your ability to tell the truth and have your message heard by uh, all Americans 
without ever compromising who you are. Uh, and congratulations on that. And thank you for being my friend. Listen, thanks for being my friend, whatever the genre, but it's not just optimism. This is how I fight back, right? I fight back by helping people teach character to their kids and help them te- you know, realize this is a venomous moment we're living in. It's a terrible moment in American history when we're all fighting. And the only, you, you have a choice, right? And my choice is, is try and put a little more kindness in the world. Well, you know, again, I go back to Abraham Lincoln, one of my, and your great heroes. Um, and, and I think that a new day for me is just my attempt to kind of counter what we're seeing in the culture. So our kids get a little something better. I am free to call, give them a little something better. And the other book is called A New Day. Brad Meltzer, the author and a friend of the program. Thank you so much, Brad. Appreciate it. Always love talking to you. Thanks, my friend. God bless. So, have you got dry, irritated, and red, blotchy skin on your face that just won't go away? Are you struggling with stress breakouts and uneven skin tone? Well, you don't have to do that anymore. Thanks to Chamonix and their Zotique Deep Correcting Serum. I tell you about Catherine. She's a doctor from Indiana. She's been, you know, in the middle of all this craziness over the past years, working the front lines since uh, you know, February, March, all all of it. Uh, now, of course, through this period, she's had to wear a mask. Think about, I mean, you're, you're annoyed when you go into a grocery store a few times. Think about if you were actually working on the front lines. You'd be wearing this all the time, and maybe that's you. Uh, if you tried a bunch of these products, uh, she said these masks, constantly wearing them has just ruined her face. She said, and those are her words, by the way, uh, she says uh, there's been constant mask creases that, you know, and she tried to do a bunch of things to get something to get rid of them. Nothing worked until she tried Chamonix products. Try them. Give it a shot. If you uh, order GenuCell for bags and puffiness, you're going to get a free bottle of Zotique as well. Order today you can get the classic GenuCell jawline treatment and the luxurious GenuCell anti-wrinkle moisturizer free with your order. Every order is upgraded to free priority shipping, so don't wait. Order now, 800-577-8709. 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Uh, We have uh, Bill O'Reilly coming up in just a second for you. Don't want to miss a moment of that. Uh, He'll be commenting on all the biggest stories of the week. Always interesting. We also have a journalist who has quit her job. Successful 20 years in the same job as an anchor. And uh, she said, I can't do it anymore because I don't feel like I'm telling people the truth. There's no diversity in the newsroom. And I'm reading now words from the teleprompter that I just don't think tell the true story. And she has quit. And I think you should meet her. She's coming up uh, a little uh, later on in the program. Uh, By the way, an update on our financial show that we did this last Wednesday on Blaze TV, where we showed you the the net that you're all going to be caught up in. I'm going to be caught up in it. We all are. Uh, and it is ESGs, environmental, social justice, and governmental standards. These are UN standards, uh, and it is for climate change and social justice. We told you that the banks are starting to get into this. Well, now the big four accounting firms are now demanding uh, ESG standards from companies. And the federal government said that they are now going to demand everybody has an ESG score. That'll be you. That will stop 
you from buying things. It will force you to buy other things or you will not get credit. You will not be able. It is your it's the Chinese social credit. But this one is based on social justice and environment. Uh, Goldman Sachs just gave an update on their sustainable finance uh, commitment. They are now going to uh, say that they are they are no longer going to be giving uh, anybody investment money that doesn't have a high ESG score. Um, what, what this means is for big companies and the big companies are all in. It's the small companies that are going to be hurt. Trucking is going to be devastated, just devastated. If you have a large carbon footprint or you are not doing social justice seminars, your score as a company goes down. If your score goes below a certain point, it's like a credit score. You will see it and you won't get loans. You won't be able to get business. You can't do it. You'll be isolated. Uh, This is the beginning of the Great Reset and all of it is here. Look for ESG scores if you invest in the stock market or your bank. Don't do business with companies, uh, with bank and financial services that are do- that are handing out ESG scores. You must send a message. I'm not doing business with anyone who is involved in this.